friend, new year, new you, right? Except no matter how many great goals you set for your life or business, or how many new planners or programs you start, you won't see new results in your life or business if you don't change the one thing that we're gonna talk about today, your beliefs. Are you aware how much how you think determines everything, AKA how productive you are, how much fun you have doing it and your results? It's true. And when your thoughts are faith fueled, well, watch out world, this girl is on fire. You are in for a real treat because today you get to hear from my personal coach, Judy Weber. Yes, coaches need coaches too. Judy Weber Esquire, that's a fancy word for a female lawyer, now business coach and scaling strategist, is on mission to normalize miraculous results for Christian women in business. And I am living testimony to that having just come off my best launch ever. Her proprietary business growth and scaling methodologies have helped me and hundreds of service-based business owners build a lucrative business with simplicity and joy. And Judy is committed to helping 1,000 women make their first 100K and 100 women scale towards seven figures by 2025. And I'm here to say that what sets Judy apart is that in her program, you're not just a number. She takes the time to get to know you and your business so she can help you get to your next level of growth. Judy is also the founder and host of the globally ranked Joyful Scaling podcast, dedicated to all things life and business for Christian women. And she's also a sought after keynote speaker, inspiring women across the US and around the world to pursue the impossible, boldly living their faith in their business, AKA a faith fueled business that is abundantly beyond all we can ask or imagine according to the power at work within us. And in Judy's words, hallelujah. So get ready to have your mind blown today to start seeing miraculous results this year with God. Did you know busy is not just a disordered calendar or to-do list, it's a disordered heart. And a well-ordered life flows from a well-ordered heart that's focused on Him. Welcome to the Redeem Her Time podcast, the go-to place for busy Christian women juggling all the things in midlife and business. From launching kids to aging parents, caring for your needs to serving your clients, investing in relationships to serving in your community. Oh and keeping up with the laundry, the dishes, and the dirty floors. Honestly, it's a lot to balance. No wonder you feel like you never have enough time. All the time management gurus out there will tell you, you just need to get more organized. And chances are you've tried all the things, the planners, the programs, the all start Monday plans, but they never worked, at least not for very long. That's because those don't get to the heart of your busyness. Here, you'll learn how to build a with God life and business and go from busyness to fruitfulness in this season. And it starts in your heart, not in your calendar. Hey, I'm Lissa, Christian time management expert, priorities protector, and recovering should do list girl. I've been leading, teaching, and coaching Christian women for over 25 years. And I've been right where you are, controlled by all the shuns, expectations, obligations, and distractions. But then, God showed me how to redeem my time with faith at the center to let who I am and whose I am guide how I use my time. I'm here to share with you how to use his truth along with time management tools to discover 
You really do have all the time you need for what you're called to. You just need someone to show you the way. Open up your heart and calendar, because I'm going to show you how to redeem your time and stop believing there's never enough. Are you ready? Oh, I am so excited, you guys, for today. You are in for a big treat as we are kicking off the year on Redeem Her Time. And I really, my heart was to really start the year off right. And you guys know at Redeem Her Time, we talk about time a lot, but really our problem is not our calendar and our to-do list, even though we think it is. It's really our heart and our belief. And so that's why I've invited my good friend and my personal coach, Judy Weber, to come on today and to share with you, because this is really what God has gifted her in helping other Christian women entrepreneurs to really work on and see shifts not only in their hearts, but also in their businesses. And so Judy, I want to welcome you today to the Redeemer Time podcast. It's like surreal because I listen to you all the time and you're like, you know, in my earbuds. So to have you on the other side of the microphone is like such a gift, but my audience may be like, who's Judy Weber? So like, let's start off, just tell us a little bit about you outside of what you do, um, but just like, what are you juggling in this season of midlife? What kinds of people or things are, um, yeah, are, are, in, are those balls you're juggling right now? Yeah. Well, Lisa, thank you. It is an honor and a blessing to know you as a friend, as a sister in Christ, and as a client who is killing it. So just a joy to be here. Yeah. I just turned 58 a couple of weeks ago. Um, my kids, my three boys are 22, almost 25 and 27, and they were here through Christmas and New Year's and they are, Jesus Christ is my life and they are a second. I mean, I poured Christ into them. They each are such a blessing to me. So they're a huge, huge part of my life outside of my work. Um, this is going to be the first time I ever say this. My husband my, the father of my kids passed away, whatever we were divorced, but I remarried in 2015. And so I have an amazing husband. Here's the crazy thing. A year ago, I would never have said he's amazing. Okay. And I see that it had to do with my beliefs, my thoughts, wow. expecting Mr. Perfect. Okay. And so what the Lord has done in my life and that's impacted my marriage and my business in the past six months even is insane. When I, you hear me as a client that I say breakthrough upon breakthrough, that's what happens when you really get closer to Christ. Believe me, I fall down every day. Please hear me, ladies. <laughs> I fall down every day, but Jesus is my focus and he changes everything. Yeah. I mean, this year has been so life-shaping for me. And I feel like I am, I've walked with the Lord since I was three, when I wanted to call Jesus in the telephone as much as I knew in that. Right. But yeah, like just when you just keep leaning in, right. And listening and getting quiet and not always doing and not always focusing on what's around us, but on who he is and who he says we are and what he has planted in us. It's just amazing how that produces fruit. That's my word this year is fruitfulness. And, you know, just really seeing fruitfulness all over the Bible and also helping women to, yeah, produce fruitfulness, not only in their business, but also in their lives. So I love that you've got that going on and you're experiencing winter in a new place because you're down in Florida now. So like how far from the beach is it? Um, 2.4 miles. Oh my goodness. Uh, but nobody's counting. No, but right? today I'm looking out the window here. It is January, whatever it is. And we are cloudy and we look kind of like where you are. My son is kind of near you. He's outside yeah. Chicago and you're up in that neck of the woods, right? Right. So yeah. normally it's sunshiny and I can go walk on the beach even when it's chilly. So yeah, it's a, the way God has moved to even get me here 
is insane. And when you were saying what else I'm juggling, we plugged into an amazing church, which Mm -hmm. is less than a couple of miles away as well. And so getting actively involved in serving there, I mean, I'm just so optimistic about what this year is going to bring. I love that. I love that. So important. So well, tell us a little bit then about your business journey, because I know you didn't just like start off, you know, from college doing what you're doing now. So just kind of give us maybe the cliff notes of how God has called you into this work of what you are doing now to help women in their businesses, especially around their strategy and their beliefs, and just kind of what things he put along the path to get you to that place. Yeah, I'm going to start in the end and go backwards. Okay. Perfect. So I'm writing a book right now called Pursue the Impossible, because about a year and a half, two years ago, I was, you know, getting clarity with my brand ever so, right, as we move forward. And I'm like, you know what? Oh, my gosh. All of my life, I pursued the impossible. I come from very humble beginnings. Dad was a factory worker working two and three jobs, depending on the year. Mom stayed home. I'm one of six kids. Um, You know, all that. We have one bathroom for all of us. We had no air conditioning in the car or the house. I mean, and that was, I didn't know everybody I knew was in that same situation, you know? So I came from nothing except love in the family and Jesus Christ. And that's all I needed. Um, I didn't know I was really poor till I went to college and people came driving Jaguars and things like that. And then girls came with like engagement rings. I'm like, wait, what? Like that's a rock the size of the sun or something. But anyway, so with that, I always had big dreams. And so I always wanted to be um, either a teacher or a lawyer, but because I didn't think poor folk like me could be a lawyer. I went to school for teaching. The crazy thing is, There were no jobs to be had. I was a music person, certified K to 12. Couldn't find a job on the East Coast. So long story short, I'm like, now what am I going to do? I went into retail, worked at Macy's, commission only. Found out I was pretty good at sales. Then I got promoted to manager. Then I got too big for my britches. And I says, I want to go out into outside sales. I worked for a company called Dictaphone, selling equipment to lawyers And it was a Friday night when I was 25 and I left the office of a lawyer that I thought was just horrible and I'm sorry, but stupid. I remember in those days, I'm I'm mumbling to myself in the parking lot saying that guy's an idiot and he went to law school. If he can pass the bar, so can I. (laughs) So anyway, went to law school at Villanova, got a really great job coming out because I busted my butt in school, um, which is just what I do and um, got this great job. And it wasn't before long. And I'm like, this isn't even what I thought it was. I'm here where I thought I'd never be. Why does this feel like not where I'm going to be for long? Mm -hmm. Then I got pregnant, la la la. Anyway, long story short, when I had my third child, I left the practice of law because I did not want my children raised by, you know, the um, daycare center. No problem if that's your decision. I didn't feel that was good for me. Um, That was my first thing with entrepreneurship. I launched my first business <laughs> within a couple of months of staying home. My husband thought I was nuts, but I juggled it all. And um, anyway, so I had a lot of ebbs and flows through that, but I have been a serial entrepreneur for many businesses since then. That was 2003 before the internet, before Facebook and whatever the heck else. And um, let's bring it forward. Got divorced got my real estate license. I was either a full-time mom and a part-time agent or a full-time lawyer and a part-time agent. But um, in about 2016, my sister and I decided to start a business together. And that lasted for about two years. And um, when that broke up, which is a whole other story, 
I said, Lord, what do you have for me now? Then mm -hmm. I was coaching real estate women, brokers, agents, team leaders. And um, anyway, he made it so clear. I want you to teach my daughters how to go bigger in business. So that's now my mission to normalize miraculous results for Christian women in business. And I love, love, love it. And when I see clients like you shining, doing the work and trusting and believing and seeing God work, it's just the most amazing thing. Such a blessing. Wow. I love it. Right. And it's just so interesting how sometimes it's this like curvy journey to get to where we are. Right. And we just think, wow, God, it would have been so much faster to go short line distance A to B. But he knows we need to go through all those different experiences to figure out who we are and who he is and what he's called us to and, you know, and just kind of get to that next place. And I'm sure you're going to look back 10 years from now and probably not recognize who you are now and, and what you're doing, because it's going to have, you know, continue to grow as you grow, which is so cool, right? In that process, you know, and one of the things, so yes, I'm a client of Judy's right now, and I've worked with a lot of coaches. I've, I've. I've really thought out like, what's the right thing to do? Like, I'm a very much tell me what to do and I will do it. You know, give me the checklist, give me the strategy, give me, you know, if you tell me to be here and do this, you know, this way, I will do it except for the dancing and pointing at, at words. I never got to that, <laughs> but I, don't that um, <laughs> I know. Right. Right. But yeah, when I came to you at first, I was, so here's my confession. I never told you this. But like when I first started binging your podcast, because I heard you on someone else's podcast, I would like flip past the mindset um, episodes because I was like, I don't need that. I got Jesus. And then I would just like look for the strategy ones, like tell me what to do. And very quickly, I realized, uh, no, Lisa, this is the problem all along is it's not about your strategy. Although there were things I still needed to learn. It was really more about my beliefs. So I really want to dive into that because I have a feeling, I know this from working with my own clients who are also solopreneurs, a lot of them kind of in those beginning stages of business, trying to figure out who they are and who they serve and all of that, that I can give them great strategy, but with the wrong beliefs, it's really not going to get them anywhere or at least not very far. So let's talk about this. I'm going to kind of like pick your brain a little bit. Like why are our beliefs such a problem or a struggle for women, especially those of us who are running a business? Like what have you found, whether it's from your own experience or working with clients, that where does this, you know, kind of come in and, and what is this, what does it cost us? Yeah, I could talk about this all day long and all week long. <laughs> I will say this. I was just like you. I had invested hundreds of thousands of dollars in coaching. And I'm like, okay. Why do I still feel like it's not working? Like, okay, I'm a lawyer. When I'm on trial, I don't even sleep like, like you. It's like, I'm not afraid of work. Like, why is this working? But when the strategy, even the right strategy, which you know now, any strategy is the strategy you make right because of how you're thinking. Um, a strategy, no matter where you get it, even from an eight, nine figure guru, implemented with the wrong thinking and wrong belief will not work, period. Mm -hmm. And I resisted that for years. And so here's the thing. Um, it's one of these things I used to hate. See if you agree with me. I used to hate when I hear you need to be your future you to make the decisions today. I'm like, I don't even know what that means. Like, yeah. um, I, I can't pretend I'm a seven figure entrepreneur if I'm just starting out. So like, what does that even mean? But there's this element of a knowing. And this is where as a Christian and faith is not a hope. I always say uh, faith-based is full of hope. I'm faith fueled 
because that is the miraculous realized that faith in Christ and the knowing is what fuels me. I can't not show up no matter how I feel from having a bad hair day or whatever, because I'm on mission. This is not my business. It's his. And so I have a responsibility um, and one that we can't take lightly, but let me see if I can go back and make this make sense. Okay. One of the first speeches I ever did, this is back in 2019 at an event my sister and I put on for 500 ladies was I was one of the featured speakers and I'm like, Lord, and this is like the day before. And I said, Lord, I don't know what I'm talking about. I need to hear from you. And you know, he gave me the word identity. And I, and I, as I see since then, how it all really comes back to that, Hmm. where I gave the example before you were pregnant, what did you do? I voraciously consumed and overconsumed and reread the what to expect when you're expecting. Mm. So even before I was a mom, I was putting myself in the mindset of a mom. I want to be the best mom possible. I want to know what I should be eating right now to feed the baby. I, I, what, what should I be? Should I be playing records? Is that going to matter in utero? I mean, all these things, right? Um, and then I think about, because what I think about matters and who I think I am matters, right? And so how about law school? I... Oh, I always was doing well in school. And so in law school, I'm like, oof, now I'm with a bunch of people who are like me, A players. Oh gosh, I still want to be in the top 10. I still want to be in law review. So I know what I have to do. Like I identified as a top 10 person and I graduated number six and I made law review, praise the Lord. That's another long story because I wasn't in it the first year and that could have crushed me. I could have chosen to not believe and quit, but I chose to go in and then, you know, all that. But suffice it to say that you need to, everyone listening, and I don't care if it seems like nothing's been working ever. Even if you feel like you're repeating year one in year three, four, five, you need to decide, what do I want? Because if I really want this business to succeed and get it to six figures and beyond, I need to stop playing. Mm -hmm. And I need to decide I am a six figure entrepreneur. I may not feel like it, Just like I didn't feel like a mother before the baby came out, but I decided this is who I am. So what is it? Just a quick example, then I'll take a pause. Would a six figure CEO, would she ruminate in doubt Mm -hmm. on whether she should go live? No, she wouldn't. She'd say, I'm going live every Wednesday at one or whatever we determine, and we're just going to do it. And we're going to rise to the occasion and get it done. But we're going to do it in a mindset of my best people, my best clients can't wait to hear what I have to tell them today. Mm -hmm. Not going to say, oh, I hope I don't interrupt them. I hope they, you know, there's no hope about it. I'm showing up confidently, not arrogantly, confidently that I have something important for my people. And that's what we're talking about in the way of belief and showing up as that person. Hmm. I love that. I love that. When you thought, when you talk about identity, two things come to mind. Number one, who I am in Christ, right. And my position in that relationship, because that's what gives us stability in this ever-changing world around us and our own inconsistencies. But then the second thing that comes to mind is actually the, what I walked my clients through on day one of the challenge I just did. The CEOs don't wait till January 1st. And the first one was believe that you are a CEO, And we redefined CEO because the world defines it as a chief executive officer, which is great. Just means the person who makes the decisions and and creates the vision and takes the action, right? And probably not in that order, vision, then decision, then action. (laughs) But 
we redefined it as a Christ-empowered operator of a God-given business. And when you put those two things together, it's not just here I am deciding and showing up like a CEO, but it's I'm showing up of this business that God has given me. And then you've taught me this, that God is the chairman of the board. And so if you know how you know a business works, nothing happens if the chairman of the board says it's not going to happen, right? Like, you know, they're kind of the one to make sure the CEO doesn't like go completely off track with what the vision and the mission is for the organization. And so when we couple those two things together, I have seen so many shifts. I felt the shift, but I've seen it in my clients already, right? As they start showing up and saying, I am a Christ empowered operator of a God given business. And yes, that helps you to get up on the cloudy days and to go live when, you know, you don't think you look great or you're afraid you don't know what to say or to send the email or to do, you know, the ask or whatever it is. It makes such, such a difference in knowing there's a bigger purpose beyond it all, right? Because we can build these great, amazing businesses, but when Jesus calls us home, it's all going to go away, right? And so we're building his kingdom, not just ours. It was interesting. I pulled my community before our conversation today because I wanted to hear what they would have to say. And I think this ties in really well to like just this idea of not staying in this place of I don't know who I am and I don't really believe it. And I have all this doubt around it and, you know, all of that. And here was what I heard several of them say. It was interesting because they all had this common thread. Okay. I said, what is the most reoccurring belief you have around you being competent in your business? And it was that I don't think I can be a successful CEO and a successful mom and a successful at whatever the other, you know, some of them are still raising kids at home. Some of them are caretaking. And so that's taking up time. And so they're looking at these different roles and going, I don't believe I can be successful at doing all three of these. Right. So like, what would you say to that? Like maybe kind of like coach us here, right. With your Judaisms and your belief, you know, the way that you come at it. As yeah. to how we change our belief around, you know, something that's yeah so tied to that identity stuff, and it's going to keep us frozen in that in action and doubt and fear and you know all those things. Yeah, let me tell you something. I feel really passionate about this. That um, on the one hand, when I used to hear the world say, "You can have it all," you can have it all. You can have the high power job, the trial. You could be a trial lawyer. You could be a great mom and all this. But as I looked around, as I looked around. They were great lawyers, but they, they did, they forgot all about their kids. They were chasing the dollars. They were chasing the prestige. And I'm not saying I'm perfect. I could cry rivers on how I fell down as a, as a mother. But the one thing I didn't fall down on is putting Christ first. And so we would talk in the house every day. I would tell them a story. Like I went to this place called Wawa. I don't know if you have them there, but it's like a 7-Eleven, only it's a little bit nicer, I think, where I go to get my coffee on the way to work. And um, I loved having conversations with street people on my way to the courthouse. And I would love to claim the name of Christ, even as in the courtroom as I'm talking to people and stuff like that. So no, we, I, I firmly believe we can't have everything, okay, at this high, high level, the way the world would define it. But we can have everything that God has for us Mm -hmm. and we shouldn't hesitate to step into the roles and the responsibilities that he's given us when we rely on him and when we put him first. So when I say that, like I was a high powered lawyer, I'll admit I had to be in Philly with a male dominated whatever in a very tough venue. I had to be, but I always put my kids first. So when I was on trial, I was all in, but it was for a season. It was for a period of time. 
Other than that, my kids came first. I never made it to partner in the law firm because I wasn't willing to sacrifice what it would have cost me to get there, which would have been my kids, you mm -hmm. know, that didn't have a mother that poured into them. But so as long as, as a parent at every level, and I still do this, it's so amazing when my boys come home, we talk about Jesus every day. I mean, well, my older son is a worship pastor. So of course he's talking about the church and, and my middle son's going to go to seminary in the fall. And my baby, he loves Jesus. And oh, I could just cry when I hear him talk about the Lord, even though that's not his calling. So as long as we put Christ first and we model that, don't just talk about it. And that's where I'd say, Hey guys, I really did something silly today in court and I could have handled this better. How do you think I could have handled it? And then they would tell me about things they did. So to sum all that up, we, as long as we pursue these roles and responsibilities that we feel the Lord gave us and we put him first, I think we can't fail. I mean, we're going to fall down, but, but it's where is our focus and where is our heart and direction? That's the key. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Right. And, and he doesn't want to just be in our life on Sunday morning or Wednesday night, or even the hour we give him, or maybe the 15 minutes we give him in the morning right? Like he literally wants to be with us in every single thing that we're doing. And that is something that my audience knows this. I've been talking about this word with for the past year. God brought the word with to me last Advent in this whole idea of Emmanuel, God with us. And what does that look like as I am building my marriage, as I am raising and launching my kids and marrying one this year, as I am right building my business, as I'm investing my, my resources, as I'm working on my wellness, as I'm even, you know, exploring and enjoying life and taking care of my home. Like, what does it look like to build a with God life where he is the center, right? Of all of those things. And he gives meaning to even the mundane things like washing dishes and folding laundry and, you know, sending the emails and whatever, right? Those little things that feel like, is this really significant? And then he's also obviously a part of, of the big things as well. And just, and then that's carried over into building a with God business. And what does this look like when I don't just say I'm a Christian building a business, but when like God and I are in that, you know, that room, having that board meeting every single day and really partnering together and doing this together. And yeah, that it makes all, all the difference, you know, in that. Yeah, for sure. And I, as I'm looking down, I'm writing notes because uh, I want things come up, um, one of the things is like when you say God is in the details, when I find that I, it's so funny, he wants to reveal himself in the details. And so even how I moved from Charleston to where I am now in Florida, he was all over it and he was all through it and he was all through in the midst. And I can't think of an example right now. It's it's not coming to me, but but what I find is that many times a week, if not daily, I happen, quote unquote, to read something in a morning devotional. And something else will pop up in a conversation that points right back to it. Yeah. And I'm like, I look up. Thank you, Lord. He is telling us, I am here. Do you see me? I'm in the details. You worried about that. Stop worrying about that. I'm in it. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so the more we seek him, the more he will show up for us. But we have got to step out in faith. You know, yeah. and I'd love to just say one more thing about that, about belief. Um, I think... Why is it easier for us to believe that the Lord Jesus Christ will save us eternally? And yet we worry if he will bring us clients or, mm -hmm. and I'm not saying that we just sit back and twiddle our thumbs and wait for them to land in our, in our lap. But um, in the most recent launch I ha had, and maybe you can attest to this too, two or three ladies that jumped in 
they weren't on my radar. They were brand new. And they said to me, I just happened to find you like last week or something. And it's like, that's the Lord as he sees us step out in faith and do the scary and all of that and really believe and trust in him. Then he's going to show up because he responds to faith, you know? Yeah. I love that. There's a Maverick city song that keeps popping up on my Pandora. That's he's in the room. Right. And yeah, I mean like so often, you know, we're wondering where is he? And yet, yeah, he's already right there and he's already working. Even you and I recording this today, you guys just so you know, this is like our third rescheduling of this conversation. (laughs) And yet it was so God's timing because there were things that he wanted and needed to do in both of our lives and businesses that I think helps us to bring a different element of of value to you as we're sitting here having this conversation. And when we're looking for it, like, I feel like every day, I feel like God shows me something so specific in his word. That is exactly what I need and other people need. And it's because our eyes are open. We're looking for, not like looking for him behind every rock. Right. But like, we're aware of his presence and the fact that he is with us in all of these things. And it makes such a difference. So kind of cast the vision for us, right? Like on the other side of you work with a lot of, a lot of entrepreneurs who were like where I was, where I was really stuck on this one side working really hard. I mean, like I'm a dog with a bone, like almost to a fault where I would keep going and going and going, even if it wasn't producing results, just because it was what I was should do. Right. Um, And again, I had to do a lot of the internal work, right. To get to the other place. And so I'm seeing that, you know, as I'm, as I'm kind of getting on the other side of that wall, but just give us that perspective as somebody who's, you know, kind of been on that side a little bit longer, who works with helping people kind of come to the other side of being on the other side of that, of that belief um, struggle that we often have, what, what can, and, you know, will, I mean, we're not making promises, right. But like, what have you seen shows up in people's lives and businesses when they are really working on this area of their belief? Yeah, I really want to just go back to scripture because we know that's truth, capital T. As a man thinketh, so is he. And so what you just said was so interesting and a beautiful segue to this. Because, Lissa, if we are looking for problems, we will find them. If Mm -hmm. we look for Christ, we will find him. If we are looking for solutions for problems in our business, looking for the Lord's wisdom, he will provide. So I really would encourage your listeners right now to say, what do I spend my time thinking about? And what am I believing? Okay. I have a, uh, I have a challenge for everyone listening. I dare you to believe that you're going to have the best year of your business and in your life. And I want you to go to God with that and say, Lord, I've been challenged to believe. What do you have for me? He is, he wants to reveal his vision. He really does. I firmly believe that. And so we, as flawed people on this flawed earth, we have gone through stuff, right? I mean, I got beat up by my first uh, husband. Um, You know, I've had other relationships that were just horrible, been abandoned, whatever, not by my family, but by men, um, neglected, things like that. Um, Other things that happened in my life. And so if I chose to focus on that, I'd never, I would never have gone to law school. I mean, I don't know where I'd be. I think I I know without Jesus, I'd be dead. So, but I choose this year more than any other because of the, where I'm, where I'm, where I've come from and, and where I am now in my belief. I, I dare myself to trust that the Lord will show up big time, but he's waiting for us to step out in big faith to say, you know what? Just like Abraham. Oh, wait, you want me to do what, Lord? Where am I going? Oh, I can't tell you, but just go. Wait, what? I mean, so so I I bet 
that a lot of your listeners, if not all of them, want to know the how. You did, and so did I. Yes. But maybe the how is not what you have to worry about. Maybe it's the believing Mm -hmm. that your success is inevitable in the Lord. Mm -hmm. You have to worry more about being than doing. Because we think, one of the things I wrote down is, I thought one of the things that you were going to say that your people said in your poll was like, well, I can't do this until that. I can't invest in a coach until I reach a certain point. Well, how long have you been trying to do it your way? So we we really have to focus on the possibility, which even the impossible is possible in Christ. And so if that's where we're focused on doing the impossible, which I love to do, right? Then we're going to step out more boldly. We're going to let our hair down. And in addition to being more like ourselves, I, I, do, I do want to say this one thing. I might ruffle some feathers. I don't, I have a problem when they say, I want to become a different person. And I even say, yes, I am a different person. But here's what I mean by that. I'm becoming who Christ made me to be. Right. Because who I was, even yesterday, and certainly years ago, is Judy with a lot of baggage, a lot of hurt, unhealed, whatever. So when we take off everything that's holding us back, and there's scripture to that, I don't know where it's at. I'm bad with memorizing things like that. But when we strip ourselves of the enemy's lies that we've retold ourselves, when we get rid of the fear and all the junk, what we have left is the beautiful daughter of Christ. Mm. And so that's why I dare you. I dare everybody listening, including myself, to believe for more. And that doesn't mean we sit on our hands. It means we go to the Lord. We listen. If we don't hear from him, we use our brain and say, okay, I've got to do this to move forward now. And God will show up to stop you if you're going in a wrong direction, as long as you seek him out. Yeah. I always tell people like, I think so often we second guess, was that his voice or was that mine? So I'm like, first of all, what if it was God that just put that idea in your head, right? Like, yeah, if that's the the direction you're sensing, then start walking. And do you believe that he is big enough that if it wasn't, (laughs) he would, he could redirect you, you know, like as long as it's not against, you know, what he says in his word and kind of, you know, what, what it is that he's, he's doing in your life. It's, it's not, you know, it's not like it's an, an unrepairable step if you take a step in a direction that, yeah, wasn't exactly what it was. So I love that. And, you know, I love this whole idea of like, you know, you talk about like, yeah, throwing out the things that hinder us, the Hebrews, right? It also talks about like taking every thought captive, right? You know, to Christ, right? And saying to the obedience of Christ, right? Because I think what happens, and we know this, I don't know how they measure how many like thousands of thoughts we have a day, like who, whoever decided that number, I don't know. But, you know, I know it's a big number and I know a lot of them are on repeat and most of them are negative, right? And so like when we are b- wanting to believe something new, we also have to at the same time take those negative thoughts captive, the, the lies of the enemy, the things that are the old patterns and cycles of thinking and believing um, that are keeping us in that place. And that's, yeah, that's that process of, I want to believe this. And I'm also going to, when, when those thoughts come up, I'm going to take them captive and, you know, and, t- and c- take them to Christ so that he can replace them with what he says is true. And, and that's how we're going to be able to move forward and grow. So I love that. I love that. We could talk all day. Anything else that's kind of like on your heart or mind that you feel like you just need to say before we uh, close up today? Gosh, so much. But just even from what you just said about holding all thoughts captive as unto Christ, um, I believe that every thought is either of Christ or of the enemy. Mm. And we do tend to second guess ourselves. But if something is of fear, of guilt, of shame, that's not for us in Christ. 
And so we have to, as you say, hold it captive, identify it for what it is. It's a lie. So I'm going to reject it. And I choose the truth of Christ. So I don't look at it as a reframe as much as a tearing down and pointing to what is true and what is for you in Christ. So if anyone listening is thinking, Ooh, I spent a lot of time thinking on the negative. Great. No worries. But make today, draw the line in the sand and say, I am going to pay more attention to my thoughts. And if my thought is of, oh my gosh, I can't do this. Or um, I shouldn't be doing this. Or I'm afraid of what people will think. Any of that is really not for you in Christ. That's the enemy trying to keep you small. Hmm, I love that. One of my friends recently said, if he has given you the vision, he will give you the provision right? Mm. Yes. When, you know, he equips the called, right. And just that, yes, if this is from him, whether it's the role to be the best mom or wife that you can be, or to be the best, you know, caretaker of your kids or aging parents or in ministry, you know, serving in your community or church or things like that, or growing a business, like he will equip you with the time you need, with the resources you need, with the wise counsel that you need, with, you know, with the, the wisdom to take those steps. And it does, it makes all the difference when we do that. So, Girl, I know we've just scratched the surface, right? We could, like you said, we could talk about this all day long and and probably even then some. So I want to wrap up by letting you share with people where they can find you, um, what kinds of resources you have to offer. If somebody's like listening, they're like, okay, I need some Judy in my life. Like I did, where can they find you? What, where's a great place to start? Okay. I would encourage you to find me on your preferred social platform. I'm at Judy Weber Co. At Judy Weber Co. Facebook, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram are my go-tos. But I have something special for your listeners. It is a five-day workshop. It's called the Build Build Your Six-Figure Faith-Fueled Business. It is a five-day training series where you're going to learn the simple process for growing a profitable and purposeful service-based business without overworking, without overthinking, and without ever compromising your faith. It's totally free. Um, Just go to judyweber.co slash the number five day workshop, judyweber.co slash five day workshop. Short of that, I would encourage you to come over and listen to my podcast where you're going to hear the lovely Lissa on my show as well. That's judyweber.co slash podcast. And really, if you're, you're listening now, I'm the type of person where I will personally respond. So if you in the DM, hit me in the DMs and you say, hey, I just heard your episode on Lissa's podcast, I will personally reach out and it would be my honor to connect. I love that. Thank you so much for serving and letting God use your story. The the heart, the highs and the lows, the hards and the, you know, the celebrations to really be a blessing and encouragement and hope for so many women, including myself, you know, and I know that this is going to be a blessing to so many people who listen. So I want to encourage those of you who are listening today, don't keep this to yourself, right? Good friends don't, don't keep secrets to themselves. They share them um, with the people that they know would really benefit from it. So share this out, you know, so that we can help more women to believe that they are these Christ empowered operators of their God-given life and business. And really like Judy challenged us, make 2024, you know, the year that, yeah, we are just seeing so much exponential growth. We, you know, our jaws are on the floor and it's not because of us, right? It's because of him and who he is and us getting out of the way when it comes to our beliefs. So yeah, and we will be having more conversation inside the community. So make sure you come join us inside of there and we can talk more as we do that. So as we wrap up, I'm going to just kind of ask you this off the cuff question I didn't prompt you on before we got on here, um, because I like talking about time. So as you're thinking about right now, you and I are recording this, it's like, brand spanking new year, right? See, we got a lot of time ahead of us, right? 
But what is something right now that you would love to make more time for in this season of your life or business? And just a real quick, like what impact will that have in your life? Okay. I'm thinking two things. One, but I've already mapped it out, so I will do it. But uh, time devoted to finish my book. That's huge. And the impact of that, the Lord only knows. And then more on a personal level, uh, more time taking care of me. Mm. Uh, this girl is getting a little bit older and I have not taken care of myself. Not that I've abused myself, but I just haven't really taken time for me. And it's a season that, you know, that, and that will have an exponential effect ultimately on my clients as well as myself. Exactly. And I think midlife is the season where we finally wake up. The kids aren't as needy as they once were. And we go, wait, what happened to me? And we've realized we put ourselves in the back burner and it's never too late to yeah, make that a priority. And like you said, it affects everything. So I love that. Well, thank you for blessing us today. I appreciate you in my life and I appreciate you sharing here on the podcast. And I know this is going to make a big difference in the lives of so many. So thank you. Thank you, Lissa. It has been a joy. Wow. Wow. And wow. Now, do you see why having a coach, the right coach, is so important? Judy has taught me so much about how to think faith-fueled beliefs, not fear-based ones. And when I've taken inspired action from that place, the fruit has been abundantly beyond all that I could ask or imagine. To him be the glory. And that is why I am committed to being on this 12-month coaching journey inside the Redeemed Midlife CEO alongside you, a busy Christian woman walking by fear more than faith, solopreneur. So that way I can help you steer your beliefs in the right direction based on God's truth and have the faith-fueled time management tools to change everything about how you view and use your time in both life and business so you can experience abundant fruitfulness. If you want that too, I invite you to apply or book a call at redeemhertime.com forward slash coaching. So here is today's community question. What was an aha that you had from today's conversation with Judy about your beliefs? I've invited Judy to join me inside the Redeem Her Time community to continue the conversation. So this is your chance to get two faith-fueled coaches' eyes on your question. Talk about support. Come join us at redeemhertime.com forward slash community and post your aha or question on today's post. And if you're ready to take your if-only beliefs and turn them into your with God beliefs, aka those faith-fueled ones, be sure to grab your spot for the if-only virtual conference happening in just two weeks on January 19th. Imagine what God-sized thoughts you will have as you pursue your God-sized dreams in your life or business with him. Watch out 2024. Okay, friend, we'll see you over inside the Redeem Her Time community, where we'll talk more about this. Thanks for joining me for this episode. And until next time, remember, you do have all the time you need for what he has called you to in this season and in light of eternity. Follow his example to create a rightly ordered schedule and a rightly ordered heart, because you are here for such a time as this. Hey, before you go, I pray this episode blessed you, challenged you, and moved you to take action. So, what was the one thing God showed you today? I'd love to hear. So would you take a minute to leave a review on Apple Podcasts? It makes my heart smile, and that way I know you're liking the show. And it helps other busy Christian women, just like you, find real-life answers too. Speaking of which, 
grab the link and share this with someone you know that's been praying for a breakthrough. And don't forget to come join the after party inside the Redeem Her Time community. We're not just about knowing, we're about doing together. Head on over to redeemhertime.com to join the community, leave a question to be featured on the podcast, schedule a free 15-minute strategy session, or all the above. Of course, I'll drop the link in the show notes because I know you're a busy girl. Look carefully then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Ephesians 5, 15 through 16. I'll see you in a few days, friend. God bless.